You're listening to Toronto's number one real estate podcast, powered by Watson Estates. The most successful local real estate investing starts right here, right now. Here's your host, broker, investor, and social media influencer, Bradley Watson. Hey investors, Bradley here from Watson Estates and you're listening to the largest, fastest growing podcast for Toronto real estate on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Friends, thank you for joining us. Please hit the subscribe button. Leave a comment down below if you have any questions for my guests or if you have any ideas on future guests we can have As we continue to study the market, we learn what's been going on and we find opportunities as investors. I think it's important that we interview successful people. And today we're interviewing Mark Loeffler. He's been a realtor with Keller Williams for 12 years, but an investor for 20 years and now has a portfolio through JV partnerships of over 200 doors. So I'm excited to have him today on the show. We talk about some of the good and bad experiences he's had in the market, but then we get more specific because he's kind of, he's this guy known as a versatile investor, familiar with things outside the real estate market. I wanted his take on what COVID means for our local market and where there's maybe opportunities, whether we're just starting out or we've been going for some time in our market. Enjoy the show. Mark, thanks for joining us on the show today. How are you doing? Oh, very good. Very good. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I know just before we were shooting this, you were shooting some videos for your YouTube channel and you're constantly on the run. Constantly on the run. (laughs) Maybe you can tell us a little bit about uh, your business some of your experience in real estate, just for people who maybe haven't heard of you. If, if they're in Ontario and they're investing, they probably have, but as a refresher. <laughs> sure. Uh, so I've been an investor now for 20 years. I've been a realtor for 12. I've written two books on real estate investing. I used to write for Canadian Real Estate Magazine articles. Um, I own 200 doors right now-ish. Uh, I just put an offer in on a $10 million 42 unit in Burlington. So wish me luck. I was one of 44. Um, uh, what else? I mean, I've done everything from rent to own to flip, fix and flip to burring to, um, adding units. And obviously I've come down to buying multifamily properties that have extra, that I can add value to basically. Yeah. Yeah. So have you, have you kept those up or have, did you find during your career, you kind of focused on one thing and then moved to the next, like the rent to owns, like, are you still in that arena or have you transitioned over time? So I transitioned out of rentals. I mean, rentals were great for me at the time. It allowed me to um, leave my full-time job and be a full-time real estate investor. Uh, Yet at some point it just became too much work. Um, There's just a lot of work and a lot of moving parts in it. And it was just, again, too much work for the return because I mean, you're investing $80,000 or whatnot and you get a great return 40% a year or something yet for me to go out now I can go invest, you know, $10 million. And, you know, to do that in rent to own space, you'd have to do a lot of rent to owns. So that makes sense. Fair enough. So you've actually been investing before you got your license in real estate. How, how yeah. do those two things kind of jive? Like where does one end and the other begin? Or what does that approach look like for you? Uh, um, I basically got my license. Uh, actually, I was a little bored. I'd written the book on rent to owns and I had some free time and I was just, oh, okay, well, I'll get my real estate license. And I figured I'd just do my own deals. Um, and then lo and behold, I had a good network and, you know, people found I got my license. I knew it, real estate investing. So a lot of people just came up to me and said, Hey, can you help me f- find something? Um, so I started helping people buy investments in Hamilton, uh, primarily. And, um, lo and behold, my first year I did like 55 deals and then it kind of went from there. Yeah. So now, now, 
you're in Southern Ontario is where you tend to, to specialize. Yeah, Southern Ontario. And now I deal mainly in the multifamily apartment space. Yeah. Um, it's where I like to be. It's, it's, I find it easy for me. Um, and, you know, as I'm connected there so I can get deals. So. Yeah. And for anyone who's familiar or looking into this apartment space, Mark has a lot of really detailed analysis on buildings. I don't know if this one is under contract or not. If not, could you maybe tell us about one of your wins or success stories in an apartment you've recently, you've recently dabbled in personally? I mean, the most recent one I closed on was a 29 unit in Hamilton. Um, I, so I did run the numbers on that. If you go to my channel, uh, it's, it's actually was a 30 unit. We converted it to a 29 unit because one of the units wasn't legal. So we just made another suite bigger. Um, and wins. Okay. So out of 29 units, we have 15 vacant currently today. Um, we have a retaining wall that collapsed that we're fighting with our neighbor over to see who's paying for it. Um, so I have three work orders against the property. One's for the, um, for the retaining wall, one's for the fire system and one's for the, uh, we had a flood. So that does not sound like a success story, man. <laughs> oh, but okay. So What's the wins? Let's, Where's the win? Let, well, big into value add. I know you've got stuff in there. What are those big plays that you've made to add value? So let's just look at it. So I'm in for 4 million bucks on the buy for 20, for 29 units. And um, I'm going to put, I don't know, they're, they're small units. So the 15 units, I'm probably going to be, let's just say $25,000 a piece. So what's that? 375, let's just call it $400,000. And let's add another $100,000 because I had to put a brand new boiler system in and I'll probably end up doing some of that retaining wall. So let's just call it half a million dollars. So I'm in for 4.5 million. I've taken the rent roll and I've doubled it just by doing those 15 units. And I still have 14 more units. So when I go to refinance, that building is now worth 5.5 million. Yeah. So all when I come out, as far as equity goes. Yeah. So I'll be out in, I'll, I'll have all my equity back within a year. I'll still have some renovation costs in there till I can do a little bit more, but that's only because I had to do some major non-sweet rentals in there. Right. So, yeah. So do you, is your strategy then to hold it? I'm assuming you do the refi and you're continuing to hold it or have you disposed of any of these properties strategically? Um, I have sold some, uh, and it's mainly been, uh, they were a bit of a pain or my partner was a bit of a pain. And that's the only reason I've ever got rid of anything. I, I, I mean, I kind of throw it around every now and again. Um, I have a nine unit, and I keep telling people I'm going to sell. And then I send them the numbers and they're like, you're out to launch. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I know. I told you, I told you I wanted a lot of money for this thing. And they're like, okay, well, we're not interested. I'm like, okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Multi multifamily apartments, not for the faint of heart by any means. So you've got, there's, there's a win there. Do you maybe have a story that would be a deterrent to some people to want to be on the active side of managing an apartment building? Um, Here's the thing. I mean, if you're, if you like, if I was short term, like, um, like, uh, and I'm looking at that short term, like I might get bitten on this, on this 29 unit. Right. Whereas, I mean, my time horizon is 10, 20 years. Yeah. So, I mean, the only way to lose is, is short term. Yeah. Time is your, time is your savior on those ones. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I've got 29 tenants in there paying down like a big piggy bank, paying down my mortgage for me, putting money in my account every month. 
Um, you know, obviously every time I rent it, I get different, I get higher rents. So that adds value. I'm always looking for efficiencies in the building and, you know, the, a dollar, a dollar saved in, in expenses is the same as a dollar raised in rent, right? right? So if I can get expenses down by 20% and I can increase rents by a hundred percent, then I'm doing okay. Awesome. Okay. Let's change gears a little bit because I love talking to guys like you. You've got the real estate background as I do and the investing background as I do. So we can talk a bit different when it comes to the local market, right? COVID is doing a ton of things. Everyone's freaked out. There's a lot of confusion and uncertainty. What is your take on 2020 as a real estate market looking into the next couple of years? So if you go back to some of my first videos on my channel, I actually said during COVID, I go, now's the time to buy. And you know, that two or three week period in March, I'm like, you got, you got, you got to be doing deals. You got to be buying right now. I don't know how long this is going to last. I didn't know it was going to last two or three weeks because that's all it really lasted <laughs> that, that the buying opportunity. Um, and that was like in our like suburban markets. Um, and I said, buy now, cause you're, you're going to miss this if you don't. Uh, and you know, I was lucky enough to be buying that 29 unit during that time. And I took not advantage of it yet. I didn't know what was coming down the pipes. So I extended closing. I got a bit of a discount and we did okay on that. Right. Yeah. Um, so 2020, my thoughts on 2020, I mean, 2020 has been a hell of a ride. Um, real estate, obviously, you know, most people are still working out there. Most people still have their full-time jobs and wages have gone up, right? So if they're still working, people are earning more money. They're saving more because they can't spend it on anything. What are they going to spend it on, right? They're, they can't go, they can't travel. Um, you know, there's supply shortages and, and, and different things. You know, it took me almost a month to get my Porsche delivered from Halifax. Like, I mean, geez. Um, Brutal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But like saving rates are up in Canada, right? Um, so people are sitting on money. People are sitting on cash. There's really so are. much cash sitting out there right now. Uh, I, do I think there's an opportunity in downtown condos coming up? Yeah. Would I ever buy a downtown condo other than maybe for personal use? Like if I wanted to go downtown, but I, I kind of hate driving into Toronto and I, I grew up there. Um, so I think there could be an opportunity in downtown condos coming up. Uh, we had, I mean, we did a video on that not too long ago and um, you know, you have to know the right buildings. I would, I would buy in something that's not rent controlled um, and you know, had, had everything right. I don't know what those buildings are personally. Um, but I mean, I would do that research. Uh, and, yeah. So you'd say the play, although you're saying there's an opportunity in condos, you still believe the suburbs are their best shot in the next five years, let's say? For me, I want to buy um, multifamily properties, uh, multifamily apartments um, that have rents that are below market that I can on turnover renovate for twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars, and and you know get forty to one hundred percent increases in rents. Yeah, and have I, you I found mean, COVID's interfered with the renters, the rentability of the units at all, or has actually helped? <clears throat> So up until a month a month ago, we were renting them, no problem, highest rents ever. Now, is it the, because of the, so there's two things. Obviously, a lot of people went back and lived with their parents because they're not working. And those were the people who have been affected with the jobs, right? It's, it's um, hospitality, restaurants, uh, movie theaters, that type of thing that people are losing their jobs in, right? So lower wages, um, 
and and you know that a lot of those people are renters, but they can move into back to the apartment of mom and dad, right? So we've seen that. So that has diminished it a little bit. Also, I mean, we're renting now in December, so this time of year is not always the best time to rent, anyways. Uh, but saying that, if you price it right, you're still, you know, we priced an apartment building, we staged it, or apartment building. Um, rental, two bedroom, 1650 in Hamilton. And, you know, we had 10 showings over the weekend. We'll probably rent it today. So if, if it's priced right and it looks good, it, it'll rent. Yet maybe I'm taking $50 a month less than I would have got last month just because of the time of year. And I know, um, I think people are more familiar on the residential side on the level of competition that people experience, you know, bidding wars, multiple offers, but you just told us you were going in on a Burlington property over 40 units with over 40 offers. Yeah. Do you find <laughs> that the level of competition in the apartment space has gone up? Is that because of COVID or is that just, it's notorious for a good deal? It just, it's that busy. Um, I mean, there's always been competition. Um in the space, I mean, it's not, I mean, 10 years ago, it's funny, I have a guy and uh, his story is, Mark, do you remember when we used to be able to go to Hamilton, you'd go look at five apartment buildings, three would look really great numbers wise, and you'd have to sit down and decide which one to, to buy? He goes, who knew we should have just bought all of them? <laughs> right? And, and that's just what it was. So, I mean, one of my mantras is, yeah, I know I'm overpaying for this, yet in five years, I'll look like a genius. Um, but the, obviously with interest rates so low, it's compressed cap rates and it's, um, it's, you know, it's really, I mean, you're seeing it a lot, like price per unit is, is getting nuts. I mean, we're $200,000 a unit up in Hamilton now. And I'm like, wow. I mean, I, cause I mean, I still remember back in the old days when we bought stuff at 40 to $60,000 a unit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that's a trend. Definitely. I was actually going to be, I was going to ask you about that. So with the amount of money printing, right. I know you're big into investing and you talk about stocks and you're very familiar, even outside of real estate, that's very much a part of who you are. So what's your take on all of this money printing and, and devaluing of our currency, but then also arguing, you know, we don't have inflation combined with low interest rates and the plans for the next few years, like all of these things, what does that say to you as a real estate investor? I mean, I want to obviously you want to be in hard assets, right? I don't, I, I, I don't see that interest rates are going to go up more than a little bit in the next five years. With the amount of money that, with the amount of debt that the Canadian government's gone into, I don't think they can. Um, they would bankrupt themselves. So that's going to be a factor. I think they're going to let inflation run a little higher than normal. That's just my gut, um, and we're going to see that. And you know, we're. we're they're saying there's no inflation, but if you went and bought a two by four lately, then you know that's up a couple hundred percent. Um, it's just obviously gas is low, but if that goes up, you know that's going to obviously increase other things as well, right? So I think you're going to see, I, I think you're going to see some obviously some inflation, and that's good for people with hard assets, yeah. right? It's good for us because they can't. I don't think they can increase the interest rates to stave it off. Yeah, so. Okay. So now let's backtrack a bunch. Okay. Let's talk okay. to new investors. Okay. Yes. Cause we're talking apartments and obviously joint ventures allow that curve to happen quicker, but to just get your feet wet and to get into this market, because things are moving so quickly, there's a lot of confusion and uncertainty. Do the principles in the apartment space still stand on the residential side, or would you be a little bit more diligent or look at things differently if you were to tackle it on the residential space? 
I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I think there's a better opportunity in, in the residential space. Um, you know, in a two to four unit, you can do what I do quicker. Yeah. Um, like you can buy a four unit, you can get it vacant, you can renovate it and you can refinance it or, you know, rent it out for a heck of a lot more money. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the strategy. I mean, obviously I'm a big proponent of burrs, uh, buy, reno, uh, rent, refinance, redo. Uh, I think that's the um, quickest way to wealth. And if you want to do joint ventures in real estate, I know you just had Kellen James on and um, you know, I know he doesn't yet, you know, obviously using other people's money allows you to grow that much quicker and that much faster. Um, and I mean, that's how I got to 200 doors. I, I honestly don't use any of my own money for real estate. Um, and I, I mean, I'm trying to do this 42 unit without outside investors yet I'm still probably going to use none of my own money. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Awesome. Any other advice you'd say, or kind of, as we kind of wrap this up, I'm curious, like what would be your um, words of wisdom to people that are in the real estate market right now? Uh, You know? Yeah. I mean, use CMHC to buy your principal residence, 5% down, uh, buy a a bungalow, turn it into a duplex, buy an older house, turn it into a duplex. rent one of the units, you know, after you can refinance it after a couple of years, use that money, go out to do the next one. You can go do five, 10% down on that. Like you can do 5% down on any duplex, 10% down on three to four units. But that's the biggest thing. I mean, that's take really advantage good. of that, right? Like, I mean, my first duplex, I bought in Newmarket, Ontario, and I used 5% down with uh, three and a half percent cash back. So I closed on that with land transfer tax and everything. I think I was in for like six or $7,000 after lawyer's fees. Wow, beautiful. Awesome, mm-hmm. Mark, maybe you can share with us where can our audience find more information about what you guys are doing and uh, locate you guys online? Yeah, so um, obviously come check out my YouTube channel. It's uh, the Mark Waffler Experience. Uh, we talk everything wealth building over there. And um, the other way is uh, through Instagram, living the dream 40. Beautiful. Thanks again, Mark, for taking the time. We'll see you next time. All right. Thanks, Rob.